What's up, y'all? This is Christian Zaleski coming at y'all with Snowflake Debate. Once again, we're going to be talking about some sports psychology stuff. Specifically, today, topic is going to be self-confidence. All right, so let's just start off by defining it. Self-confidence is an athlete's realistic belief or expectation about achieving success. And In all honesty, it's not what you hope to do, but what you realistically expect to do. And that's not what you're telling people. This is really what your innermost thoughts about your realistic capabilities are. You know, this is what you, you know, you think you're actually going to be able to do regardless of the circumstances. So with me, I've always had a lot of confidence. It's never been anything. Um, confidence is obviously huge when it comes to sports success. You have to believe in yourself if you ever want to succeed. You have to know you can do it. So here's my thing I, I've been thinking about. Lacrosse, it's a team sport. Okay, so what I found to be most interesting was the team confidence section, which team confidence is just collective confidence. Um, an example would be like when a team comes together and, and achieves synergy, um, that's when the team plays better than an individual athlete's capabilities would seem to allow. So the, the collective force of the team is significantly stronger than any one individual, if that makes any sense. Um, this is a result of team having strong success history and outstanding leadership. What I found to be interesting is athletes are confident that the team will perform well, even if they doubt their own capabilities. That really just blew my mind. Okay, so why am I talking about all this stuff? I got an email on Saturday from the head coach of the program where I'm the goalie coach. The head coach of the JV team um, got COVID. So basically he's out for a while. Anyways, Mike, the head coach asked me if I'd be the head JV coach. I said, sure, that's no problem. I've been head coach before. Well, what's crazy about it is first off, this past week we had no practice because Houston was absolutely bombarded by terrible freezing cold weather. We haven't had practice in over a week. Um, our first game is on Tuesday. We haven't gone over a team offense, really, team defense. The season just started. So I'm sitting here thinking about self-confidence going into this game, not just individually, but, you know, how are we going to have any confidence in, as, a, as a group based upon we haven't practiced much together. We really don't have very much experience. So I'm looking at this chapter it's like okay developing team confidence well this is something you do over the course of not just a season but seasons with your athletes i have one day tomorrow to develop team confidence uh so i mean looking at all this stuff i'm seeing okay understanding individual roles that they must be performed to maximize team effectiveness developing the skills to perform these roles successfully construct positive environment that supports teamwork cohesion and fosters productivity and develop collective problem-solving strategies. This sounds amazing, but how is this going to help me tomorrow? Because what's really going on in my mind is, the way I see it with this team confidence, it comes down to trust. Okay, The players have to trust in me as the coach. I actually have to trust in all the players as a team. The players have to trust one another. And they have to trust in themselves and their own abilities. So I am really... weird because based on such a short time frame and everything 
before our game on Tuesday. It's just how will we have an advantage? I mean, honestly, the thing I'm going to talk to the kids about is attention. My goal is to be more attentive during the game than the other team because attention is such a huge factor to success. I mean, the more I think about it, it's almost comical. Like if I were to get this group of kids to spread out on offense, I'm willing to make a bet that if we were to pass the ball one time around the perimeter, that during that time that some defender will have totally lost their attention to what was going on and be watching the ball and not the guy they're covering, which would leave him open just to cut towards the cage, wide open, nobody covering him. I guess it's more like I'm going to pick a few things that we are going to be self-confident about. Like we're going to be confident that we're significantly more attentive than the other team. Um, as well as, you know, I'm looking at self-fulfilling prophecy. Like I almost want to tell them that, you know, I had a dream that, <laughs> that this group is the group that's going to break us free from, let's go with the mediocrity that we've experienced as a program for the past several years. And that this game is going to be the game where they make a huge stride. So I guess let's see how that goes. Just while I'm thinking about it, a few summers ago, I traveled to California with this team that I was coaching. It was a select travel team. It's called the Houston Lacrosse Club. Anyways, uh, this guy Hasbrook, he was uh, in charge of the whole program. He had coached at Salisbury. He'd been the, the assistant um lacrosse coach there for 11 years. So he had five national championships at the D3 level. No biggie. Anyways, so we were we were gonna, about to play against this team. And Hasbrook was watching him, as was I. We were just watching him go through the typical warm-ups. And I, I looked at Hasbrook and I said, hey, dude, we're going to beat this team. And he said, what are you talking about? He said, dude, their stick skills are way better than ours. And I said, no. I said, watch, we're going to beat them. I didn't realize this at the time, but in retrospect, what – what really made sense is while these guys had way better stick skills than us, what they lacked was the overall, that one player that is just bigger than everybody else that doesn't necessarily even have to do anything. He's just there, just, oh man, coach, that guy's huge. Well, yeah. So they had no one, while their stick skills were significantly better, hey, we believe that we could compete with them physically. So basically we got down, um, we came back from behind we ended up tying the game, and it was just like a tournament format, which means it's a Braveheart format, which is basically Braveheart is this. Each team puts their goalie in the cage, and each team picks out one player to go out there. We picked out this kid named Gannon Amendola. They go out there, they face off, and basically you play until one of them scores. So this whole trip we kept on talking to our goalie, Henry, about holding the pipe in the cage. So Gannon loses the face off. Um, well, actually, let me start this off. Before we even start it, Gannon walks out there and Hasbrook turns to me and says, Christian, I said, yeah, he said, tell the kids to take their helmets off and put them on their stick. And I said, what? He said, tell them to take off their helmets and put it on their sticks and raise their sticks in the air like their heads on pikes. And I'm like, everyone, take your helmets off, put them on your sticks. So all the kids are doing all this, putting their helmets on their stick. I'm like, raise them up. All of them, you know, right when the game starts of so this overtime period. All the kids are raising their sticks in the air. Ah! All of us are just yelling like crazy. Gannon loses a face-off. The other team, uh, team gets the ball, runs down, takes a shot, 
Henry, our goalie, makes a save. He feeds it to Gannon. Gannon runs down the field. Needless to say, shoots and scores. Our kids go crazy. It was one of the coolest events ever. But really what I thought a lot about was the self-confidence aspect of it. It was all because they did not have that one big kid that I felt like we were able to believe, the kids believed that they could compete. And they did.